Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they are in 150 cities worldwide. You gotta check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Hey, here I am. Welcome to the show. It's Tuesday. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. Hi, guys. I was just looking at my Instagram, Noah, and um, this girl that I follow posted a picture of her thumb. Like when you flex your thumb, like giving a thumbs up, and you look at the... There's an initial in the lines in your thumb where it bends. You can yeah. find an initial of like a letter. And it's like you can find the name of like the n- initial of the person that you're you are in love with or something really yeah well i think if you, you just look one? at your thumb lines enough you can get anything you want out of them <laughs> this is a, a you know kind of horoscope thing where you're just like oh my god it's so me but this girl really does have a k in her thumb and her husband's Whoa. name is kevin but also what if her husband was chinese and the K is a, a symbol that doesn't look like a K. You know what I mean? This right. is all... It's only like the, the English alphabet. Yeah. Or, you know, I guess... what What's the alphabet? I mean, Italians use the same alphabet. What's oh, yeah. So I guess the, the Latin? Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's it. 
we don't know things on the show. Um, do you see anything in your thumb? I see an S, but it's just because the squig, the like the the lines in my. Th- I see an S, and I don't have anyone in my life with an S name. That's a bummer. Oh wait, this thumb I'm seeing like a an X. There's no people with oh. a Xavier. I don't know. Uh, what are you again? What's your star sign? A Taurus. What do, does it check out for you? Are you like? Pretty much. You're a bull? It says, Is it your yeah, bull? Stubborn and loyal. Stubborn and loyal. Okay. Yeah. I would say that you're you're both those things. Do you worry about what people do? You, do you, if someone doesn't like you, does it bother you? Because I went to therapy yesterday and was talking about being a people pleaser. And um, I'm going to like, I'm going to a therapy session with someone that I'm seeing. And I'm not even like official with but we're just seeing if we should be it's really interesting but we're talking about people pleasing because that's one of my character defects that this person it doesn't make them feel safe because they think that I am not consistent and like you know I can say that I like someone and then or I can say that I don't like someone and then I'll post something promoting their album or whatever and for me I really work on being more consistent with my word. Like I'm, I'm less of a two-faced person than I used to be in the past. I think it was just a lot of insecurity. But now I do when I, when I say like, oh God, that person's so kuh. And then I end up like posting their album or liking them uh, or, or, you know, being kind to them when I see them. I, I argue that someone can be kuh and I can still like them. Like people contain mm-hmm. multitudes. Like I can really hate this thing about someone, but I, that doesn't mean that I don't think they're funny and want people to see their album. And and it's not even about – and sometimes for me, like, I think that sometimes people-pleasing or, um, you know, being nice to people that are in positions of power can be interpreted as, oh, you know, I, I want something from them in terms of, like, they can give me some of, like, I'll get a role on their thing or I'll get a – they'll like me and they'll put me in something and I'll get more famous and – um that's not really why I ever people please. I you, generally people please or um, am fakely nice to someone when I don't like them because I'm scared of them. It's more of fear, not of like missing out on the things they can give me, but fear of them being mean to me. Yeah. What are you scared of in that situation if someone is mean to you? Um, I'm scared they're going to say things about me that I that are going to confirm my biggest fears about myself and then I will – have to just like that I'll just then that thing that I've always secretly thought about me they're gonna they're they're usually type of person you know the people that I'm most scared of are usually these people that are are not scared to say to like tell you the truth you know Mm -hmm. and a lot of times it can be very cruel and I'm just scared of you know I'm scared of being of of upsetting someone to the point where they're like you're ugly like pretty much being called ugly or being called like untalented or a fraud, all my d- deepest insecurities of like, I'm truly this thing, or like, you know, your face is sag, just something mean. Who, um, whose truth is that though? Like, if it, if you are with a person and you get in, and that person doesn't like you, mm-hmm. and their truth is is to tell you uh, what they think about you, which is probably a projection of themselves and what they think about themselves. Why is that the truth? Um, because I tend to, I think, value people's opinions when they're 
a type of like narcissist where they just seem like they know what's right. Like I, I sometimes, you know, I think based on not having a lot of self-esteem growing up, I just kind of deferred to people who had the confidence that they were right. And so I still have that in me that if someone, it's their truth and that's enough for me. You know, like if they think I'm ugly, whether or not it's true, it's true for them. And even if it isn't true for them, at least they think it is. So, you know, subconsciously they might think they're ugly, yet they're telling me that I'm ugly. But um, both can be the same too. Like you can project things onto people and it can be true for them, even if it's a projection. So I think it's, you know, just having someone out there who generally the people I'm most scared of are people that I know talk shit about people um, and can spread lies mm. and opinions like wildfire and get their comments the most upvoted so the most people can see them. Like that's that's generally why I don't want to comments, you know, on my YouTube clips or I don't like to read YouTube comments because people's people's opinions get formed based on those people's, the most outspoken people's opinions of you. So I think that's it. And um, I just wonder, do you, I wonder what's the difference between me wanting someone that I'm kind of scared of. You know, I've talked about this, like I have nightmares yeah. that I'm nice to Trump. I'm scared of Trump. Trump's like complete lack of empathy and his unbridled confidence and smugness and self-assuredness that is intimidating to the masses and that can obviously influence the masses is terrifying to me. And I want him to like me, even though I hate him. I still want him to like me because I'm scared of what, if he does not like me, what that could do to my life. And so there are a lot of people like Trump, and I'm, I'm talking about narcissists, who I seek their approval because I'm, I'd rather them not notice me or like me. But if they don't, I don't want, you know, I think a lot of times, you know, this person and, and others too can see me be nice to people that I truly hate and they are like, this is so inconsistent. You're being nice to someone. And it's like, I'm just trying, because I have to interact with this person, I'd prefer it to be kind than for it to be negative because Neutral. I don't want the brunt of what it is to be on their shit list. So I would prefer, so I overcompensate by being nice. If I could choose, I would have zero interaction with this person and not exist to this person. But if I'm forced to interact with people that I do have strong opinions about in that way, I'm going to be super nice because I'm scared of them because I'm smart because soci sociopaths and narcissists are dangerous. And if they don't like you, you, sh you should be scared. Right. And they're all over. I read a great book once called, I think like the corporate psychopath. Yeah. And I learned so much about just like they're everywhere. CEOs or just like managers and, and just people who you think are regular people who are actually psychopaths who are like at work, you know? Yes. Like, could be in the cubicle next to you. So the need to be liked is not so much a self-esteem issue as a self-preservation issue in, in my defense, yeah. you know? Like it probably I, goes back to like primitive, your, your primitive brain and survival and stuff. Yeah, and and also knowing, you know, Let's say there's someone and I think what they've done is morally abhorrent and possibly illegal and they've maybe they've been canceled for their actions and now they get uncanceled and now they're famous again. And I'm now I have to interact with that person because I either have to bring them on stage or I have to like see them in the hallways at the comedy place. 
and I know the truth about them. And they've been forgiven by society because we tend to forget those things. And they weren't charged with anything. Or even if they were, let's just say like, a, I, if I met Chris, I don't like Chris Brown. I don't like what he did. I think he's a monster. I think he's obviously went through a lot of childhood trauma that led him to be, have anger issues that lead him to take violent actions against women, especially. If I ran into him, I, I remember one time he was in the building that I was in and I was terrified because I was just like, I don't want to, I don't want to upset him because I'm scared of his anger. I don't, it's not because I want him to put me in a song and feature me so I can make millions of dollars. Talk about I don't want to be, I don't want to be in the same building as him. So I don't know. I'm getting defensive for no reason, but mm. I, I think that, yeah. And I feel like I didn't get her, like heard in the way that I needed to, in terms of like, I just don't want people thinking that I people please so that I can get roles in things and this person this rich person will like me and they'll give me things and I'm gonna be more famous like I don't know I just think that sometimes um hmm. I'm I'm really terrified of being misconstrued as a climber I'm not nice to people who are famous so that I can get things I mean they're nice to them because I admire them and I want to be friends with them and be around them because they're interesting people and they're obviously famous because they're interesting. They just so happen to be famous. It's not so that I can feel famous or get something. When I've been put in things that people have given me over the years, like I, and you know, I have a defense up of this. Of I'm writing a chapter for this book about it that I'm writing about, you know, when I started getting success early on, People would say it's because, oh, it's because that guy wants to fuck you. That's why they gave you that thing. Or you got that thing because that guy, you you did have a relationship with that guy, so he offered you stage time. I would always turn down stage time. I didn't, I don't take things unless I know that I can do a killer job at them. You know, barring Dancing with the Stars. Dancing with the Stars, I did agree to do, even though I knew I would be struggling at it, because it's part of the show that you struggle, is built into it that you don't have to be required to be a good dancer. But if someone offered me, you know, early on in my career when I would be offered by comics who probably wanted to sleep with me, yes, there was a little bit of that, and they would offer me stage time, you know, like five minutes on my show, come do it, hang out. I'd go to hang out because I wanted to hang out and like be around comedians, but I wouldn't accept the stage time because I wasn't good enough. I was never delusional enough to think I deserved things. I would take them if they were given to me and I would trust people going like, no, you are good enough. But I would ge generally turn it down, and I think I just get defensive when people think I'm doing things to like get famous or like get ahead. I I've never done that. Honestly, I'd be much more successful if I accepted all the opportunities that have been offered to me before I felt like I deserved them. I think a lot of women, like professional women, I think on all levels, who you know. Uh, just pursue career, I think they all kind of go through that, especially in male-dominated industries. I know I felt that way. As soon as you get things that people say it's only because men want to fuck you? Yeah, oh, because you look hot, you know, yeah. you they, they just want to see you more, they want to see your ass more, stuff like that. It's not about, like, it the might quality also be, of my work. Listen, it, that might be true. Let's just be honest. Which is fine. Men do give women opportunities who they want to fuck, but that doesn't mean that you're not also talented. Both can be exactly. true. Exactly. And that's what would bother me is like, yeah, that guy, I did. I did have a crush on that guy and that guy did like me, but I didn't, 
I'm st- that I'm still funny. It, that doesn't of your take work away is still that. There. Yeah. And yes, I've gotten opportunities because men have wanted to fuck me. That's, there's no way that's not happened. It's just the way it is that's happened. Am I supposed to turn down that work, even though I know that I could do a killer job? Um, no, I won't turn it down if I can do a killer job. Have I turned it down when I know I can't do a killer job? You're damn right I have. Or, do, do I think every girl should turn down every opportunity if she thinks that maybe I will bomb this? No, take it. If a guy thinks he can fuck you and he gives you something, fuck it, take it. What an idiot. But but that doesn't take away from the fact that you you also might be talented enough. And um, so I think both can be true. But I just, um, yeah, I'm struggling with this people-pleasing thing because it's, you know, it, it seems to be an issue that, um, you know, I don't want, I, I hate the idea that someone thinks that I'm, uh, doing it so I can I, I people I people please all the time but it's not to get things and maybe it is to get things it's to get it's to get it's to get a better life you know for me and my loved ones okay let's say I, I've never done it but let's say I do you know I flirt with someone to get a role or some or like I'm nice to someone because they have a role in a movie that I want I want that role in the movie so maybe, yes, I can get more famous, but not so people can like me. I really don't give a fuck anymore about how many people like me. I do care about the number of people that like me because it amounts to money. More people like you, more money you get. And then that money I can use for when my parents get cancer and I can give them money so that they don't have to work. Like It all comes down to my parents getting old and being able to take care of them. It doesn't come down to me being like, I can. more people will think I'm hot. Isn't that a huge revelation, though? Because it sounds like the people pleasing is it's rooted about survival. in fear. Yeah. And now, th- what you just said right now, what you're afraid of about your parents—that it's a pa- I'm a scared of my parents dying and being in a bad situation when they die, or being worrying about money when they die, or or you know, someone in my family needing. I do everything. I'm motivated by money because money to me equals health and happiness for my family and my loved ones and you know the the charities I care about and and even for myself at times a lot of times you know um yes it means more Starbucks I get I spend (laughs) upwards of $30 on Starbucks a day sometimes that is not me being generous to the world but that's a me thing that I do indulge in and yes money buying money does go towards that so maybe some jobs I take to go okay let me write off my Starbucks this year but um this whole notion of, and if, let's just say someone does people please because they want to be liked. You know, let's talk about cur. Cur, we, we, we can call cur things out. Does it mean those people are bad people? No. The, you know, if someone posts something on Instagram to get attention, let's go there. The most abhorrent thing that we all can think of is like someone being thirsty and just wanting sympathy or like, Wanting to look cool or wanting people to think they're special. What is that really rooted in? Or should we hate those people as much as we do? Is could should could cause us to hate people? No. no. Could should honestly, if we track it, should make you go, that's so sad that that person doesn't feel good enough that they can't just drive down the street without revving their engine. They are so insecure that they need to to get attention by by taking on this identity of you know they seek it through other ways. So I see them as misguided. 
yeah, misguided and person. Misguided and in search of attention. They want attention. We have this disgust for people who want attention, but truly it's just if you saw them as that baby crying and not getting their mom to come nurture them when they're screaming crying and they have shit in their pants and they've been left for hours because their mom is playing fucking solitaire on the computer. What You know, whatever neglect they suffered that led them to later rev their engine, you'd go, that poor person. <laughs> but some reason when they rev their engine, we go, fuck you, you fucking loser. So cuss still can be called out and we should still go Kuh, because we want people to be more self-aware about when they're doing those sad things and maybe go, I don't want to be a guy that's Kuh. Why don't I look into why I'm actually doing this? And get to a place where I don't need to disrupt those around me to get this love that I wasn't met with as a child. So this doesn't take away from ke. Let's still call out ke. But to hate people that are ke, we don't need to do that. And anyone who we see on Instagram today that we're like, oh my God, they want people to like them so much. So what? That doesn't mean they're bad. It means they're sad. Be sad for them. Don't be mad at them. And that's my final thought on that. Uh, let's get Andrew in here. Andrew! Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to, like, stand the test of time in terms of, like, fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince, because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year-round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. Washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girlbomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. 
Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God, you guys, I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Hey, Andrew. Good morning, Nick. Good morning. How you doing? Good morning. I like this look. Really? Yeah. It's this very- is a... Yeah, love it. I don't even know what it is, but I like it. I think it's my hair is in front of my ears. Yeah, with the pink hat and the black sweater. I don't know. You look cool. Yeah. Thank you. I told Nikki the same thing. I said, I like your look. L-E-W-K. I don't know what it is about this look that is doing it. Yeah, I don't know I have know makeup either. on. I don't oh, know. it's cool. Thank Just you. Hip, hip. Thanks. Hip, 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 hooray. Hip, hooray. <laughs> hip, 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 hip. Uh, how'd you sleep? Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no dreams of little John, although he's always in my heart. <laughs> he did almost steal his crunk cup. I know. We almost hung out with him again, too. I know. He was in Columbus when we were. It was yes. the, yeah, you, me, and Andrew Santino was in Columbus, too. And Andrew was going to hang out with Little John. It was didn't happen. No. I got excited, though. We yeah. did go out in Columbus, though. Yeah, we went to. <laughs> that was the first time I've been out, like, ever. We went to, a uh, like, a bar it, with a, it was it was a college, college bar. It was a very college bar. Yeah. Col- it's weird. You know, neither one of us drink. So there's nothing more like a zoo than a college bar when mm-hmm. you're not drinking. Like, I can't even imagine what I look like in college <laughs> to someone that walked in who was 41 years old. And not drunk. Yeah, yes. not drunk. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, I probably had my shirt tucked in. My I loved it. I felt invisible, you know, because you're not like a young, hot thing. So I felt like like I could just like people watch. It was fun. Oh, yeah, it was a good it time. It was so loud, though. I just cannot... 
guys, protect your ears. Start wearing um, <laughs> earplugs at, at concerts. And I can't believe people don't wear earplugs at concerts. It makes me so worried for them. If you were a college kid and you had earplugs in, you would get thrown out of the party. I would have done that had I even thought about it back then. I would have done it. I was very cautious. But the, the, those bars are so fucking loud. And I think it's, you know, because drunk people are loud. Drunk people get so loud. Maybe because the music's so loud. I, no, no, you, no you, they're like, loud. Whenever no you're what, in, even, like you know, you go to a restaurant and there's a table of drunk people. The screaming starts, and it's. I wonder what it is. Do you, you just get stupider? I, I'm working on a new premise. Did you hear it last weekend? I was talking about, uh, and I, I, I feel like it's going to really be a good point about, um, you know, one of the one of the things I always think about when I quit drinking, and that's in that Alan Carr book that I always promote. Um, is that, you know, people say, oh, I need alcohol. It's liquid courage. Like, it makes me a better version of myself. It makes me brave. Yeah. You know, like, it makes me be able to conquer social anxiety and all these things. Um, if it was really made you brave, all alcohol does is make you dumb. It doesn't make you brave. You just do things that are dumb. Like, because your sense of don't do that, that little voice in your head that's telling you not to do things that are going to get you killed or get, you know, harm you gets drunk mm -hmm. so you don't you, so this whole thing of i'm more brave isn't real when you're drunk if it was firefighters would get loaded before they ran into a burning building <laughs> why don't that why would don't be we, awesome by the way <laughs> but why don't they then if if if, if dr uh, drinking alcohol really yeah. makes you brave yeah. Yeah. why don't firefighters get drunk yeah or like football players or surgeons well, or some, someone doing a yeah. thing that it requires a lot of like uh, nerves it's that's it's it's because it doesn't make you brave it makes you stupid alcohol does not when you tell someone when you get drunk and you tell someone like i like you or whatever it is you don't do that when you're not drunk because it's not a smart thing to do because your body is regulating like, hey, this is going to protect you. This is not. And it makes drunkenness is on a, a, you know, if you keep drinking, you get all the way to full blown. The word oh, you can't say. Dumb. Yeah. Very dumb. I, I yeah, I, I feel like when I when I used to drink, it was uh, definitely, I guess, to feel more brave at a party, yes. which is just me. Being able to say hello to a random girl, like that's my bravery. But I mean, I would put a firefighter right outfit on. But yeah, uh, no, but yeah, yeah, you wouldn't. It's, I guess, brave and un. I guess awareness. Bravery is conquering a fear, is overcoming the anxiety that you go. You know, if you're about to bungee jump and you're super scared, bravery in that, or running into a burning building, or doing something heroic that you know you have anxiety about or public speaking. Like I had to get over public speaking without drinking. Like when people drink so they can go on stage, you're not getting a good performance. You're there. You're doling everything about yourself so that you can get past that thing. When you really conquer a fear, that's when it's really brave because it's requires when it, when you tell a person you like yeah. them or make a move on them or go lean in for a first kiss, this thing that is fraught with like, like, you, you're fraught with anxiety because you're like, what if they reject me? What if they yeah. don't like me? Well, what requires you to get over that when you're sober is that you like them enough, that I, you're willing to risk it. Yeah. And that is true bravery. When you are willing to look fear in the face and say, I see you and I'm still going to do it. That's bravery. Getting drunk enough so that fear doesn't even raise itself. 
That's not bravery. You're not overcoming anything. You're a loser. I guess the well, <laughs> you're a loser. I don't think you're I, a loser. Yes, you. I mean, I you're. Think, an, I think the argument. I'm it, not saying you're a loser if you drink, but like you are. You you shouldn't be proud of that. That I, you did nothing. But I think the argument is that you're, you put game genie you can, on yourself. If you have like five or you're seven cheating. drinks. I agree. But if you're only doing one or two drinks and you're just a little bit looser, Listen, I think that's fine. I think I think I it's, take Xanax it's, sometimes. Yeah, that's what it's I'm saying. It's thing, like but, a drug. But it's not you shouldn't be proud of yourself. If you, you that's not it's not real. You proud of, be proud of yourself if you ask for help and you go get a prescription for something that'll take the edge off and but you you're and if you have an anxiety disorder, we're talking about a different situ- situation here. But if you're drinking so that you can get things done, you're not actually you are you're capable of so much more and you're capable of feeling so much more about your decisions and the things you do on the other side of those very scary moments than if you just drink yourself to a place where you can do them. I'm with you except for the fact that I think that people that have a healthy relation I think you can have a healthy relationship with alcohol. I know that sounds kind of like an oxymoron. I believe I believe but that. I think there's people out there that can fucking like be insanely intelligent and maybe be not braver. I think the word brave is, but, uh, but they're not drinking so that they can do, they can say something or dance a little bit or maybe they are though. Maybe they, well, if they're doing that, then they, well, they're doing it so that they running man, but if they want to dance and the only way they can is to drink, you've got a problem. But if when they happen to drink, they just suddenly want to dance. That's different. (laughs) But if you're like, I used to drink because I wanted to be more social and I wanted to have more friends and fit in and not f- and and tell boys I like them and kiss boys and be able to hook up with guys that didn't help me in my actual pursuit of intimacy which is what I truly wanted it actually made me not even present for those moments oh, yeah. I was able to have them but when I quit drinking, what was waiting for me was not like, oh, good, I've got all that practice that I did. I got all those intimate moments while I was drunk that I got I got past it at one point. That meant nothing. All of those, I was still starting from square one, yeah. which it was still waiting for me when I quit drinking of the anxiety of getting over all the things that I was still scared of before I quit, started drinking. What is interesting is I, I, I went to a wedding, or not a wedding, like a, like a bougie party, which... A thousand percent. If I was, I, if I was still drinking, I would have had nine drinks within the first five minutes because that's how uncomfortable I was with these kind of people. And to be on the dance floor with these, like, I just, it was like, why, like, no way in fucking hell. But within like an hour, hour, and, it took me about an hour and fifteen minutes to finally feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I danced with Brenna on the dance floor, completely sober. And I remember all the dance, and I remember like, like not like. Be, you know what what drinking does is it cuts off seeing the person right next to you looking at you maybe going man that's a weird dance like all that kind of shit yeah they don't even it's not like you don't care about them it's they don't even exist to you you're not even in the it's not like you're like i know that they're there and i actually i like myself enough to not care it's not that they don't exist you when you yes. drink they don't exist but i'm saying it's though, a like, cheat i think if you're if your anxiety levels go to a party maybe don't drink right away. Maybe it's just the It might take an hour and a half. Yeah, that's the thing. That's that the, was You might have to wait through it. Like, yeah. this is not easy, by yeah. the way. Like, <laughs> I when I quit drinking and, and suddenly was like, how do I have sex? It took me years before I was able to overcome all the fears. And I was making out with guys and, and hooking up while I was drinking. And I go, why can't I do that again? I've already done it. 
I conquered that fear with alcohol. Why isn't that fear already conquered now? Yeah. But it was just, I had to get back. And now, yeah, it takes me a little, it's not that easy for me to, you know, maybe you're listening at home and you're going, Nikki, it's so easy for you. You stand on stage. Like I have social anxiety when I go to parties. I need to drink to feel, I get it. But you might have an easier time hooking up than I have fears too that I have to, mm -hmm. that suck that I would love to have alcohol for or Xanax for. And I don't really, I don't use Xanax anymore, but I have in the past. But um, yeah, you have to be uncomfortable. You, it's going to be uncomfortable. There's no easy add, way. To your point, like they say that alcohol reduces your inhibitions. And here's a definition of inhibition a feeling that makes one self conscious self-conscious and unable to act in a relaxed and natural way mm. yes but it alcohol takes away your inhibitions because it makes you stupid if you look at people that have brain injuries mm -hmm. or they were born mentally handicapped yeah. Yeah. or challenged that is what being drunk makes you but i guess and of course they're not scared they hug people anyone who will look at them they'll go up to strangers and go you know, like when you look at someone who's mentally challenged, who has a, a th that condition, you go, oh, my God, they're so funny. And like they dance and they don't care if their stomach's hanging out and they're they're free with their body. But you don't go, I want that. You go, that's we'll excuse that because they have a mental handicap. But if that person was drunk, you'd go, that is gross. Mm -hmm. Look, and that's what you do to yourself when you drink. I think living in New Orleans for four years, it's just such a part of the culture. So it's like. I don't know. The world, every day is tough for a lot of people. Like, so, like, if you can ha get fucking hammered on a Friday and Saturday. Oh, my God. It's like, the best feeling in the feel world. And feel dumb and stop thinking, especially if your brain and maybe you don't realize, like, you could go to a psychiatrist and maybe figure out, like, what's going on or a psychologist. But, like, just to feel dumb, like, isn't always a negative, I think. I think sometimes it's, like, fucking for four hours, I could be a fucking idiot. And yeah, you could blame it on the alcohol, whatever. It's not going to make your life better, though. It never will. On the other side of acting dumb and getting blackout yeah. drunk, you're going to feel sick. You're going to not oh, remember yeah, what no, you did. I know. There's, I know. Have you ever gotten drunk and felt better about yourself the next day? Truly. Um, Maybe not the next day, but maybe a week later, I was like, God, that fucking game with my friends where we each. And, you know, there were times when, like, I would drink. And it would just be a great dinner or a great hang. And then obviously I went way past that with Jaeger bombs and I would fucking <laughs> be in the shower sitting on the floor. But was there ever a night where you did not drink to excess in those times? Yeah. Yeah, there were, but not few and far between. Mm -hmm. I think t now today, if I drank, it would be I it would be different. Like I literally like. When I envision drinking, I envision maybe having like two Coronas on a boat. I think or, it's the salad thing that you said yesterday. What do you mean? You go, oh, I can have a salad and I'll take the croutons off. And then you eat the whole salad. Because the problem is people like, and I, listen, I'm yeah. just talking to the person that has said this to myself a bunch too. I was like, yeah. right now I could just have two. But the problem is <laughs> the person that you are right now saying that gets drunk you get that voice that goes, I'm just going to have two drunk and you take away their inhibitions and then they go, one more. What's one more? Yes. And then that person gets more drunk. And then if if you could control it, you would. I agree with that, but I do think people change. And yes, yeah. I, I, I just think like, I think back on like 
what I would spend my money on, like buying a fucking Mercedes in cash. Well, you like, know what I think would happen is that you would not like the feeling of being drunk as much. Right now, that's how I feel. Like I think yeah. it would make me feel sick right away because I would just be like, oh, I don't like feeling out of control. You know how some people just never drink because they're like, oh, I don't know. It just made me feel like sad and out of control. Yeah. And some people just don't respond to that well because they like themselves and they're like, it made me feel less me. Mm-hmm. That's how you might feel now because you actually like yourself. I know, it's so interesting. You, whereas before, you hated yourself, so when you felt less you, you're like, finally! But now, I feel like if I got drunk, I'd be like, I can't articulate my thoughts as well. Mm-hmm. I can't be as kind or, the you know, uh, empathetic, whatever it is, or like engaged, like, or I feel like a little like the world is spinning a little bit. I used to love that feeling. I was telling Emil this weekend, I used to tell my last year of drinking, I remember t- telling my friend Sabrina, I remember being like, I was at the creek in the cave and I go, let's get black out. Like that would be my goal yeah. is to just disappear. Mm-hmm. I get the person that wants to get, take like, the weekends here. Let me just clock out. I take depression naps so that I can just not exist for a couple hours. I get wanting to clock out. I'm not judging it. I'm just saying if you're convincing yourself that it's a healthy thing to do, you're wrong. Yeah. But that's okay. You, I do unhealthy things all the time. But telling yourself that it actually makes your life better in the long run is a lie. But that's yeah. okay. We, you're allowed to lie to yourself. You're not a bad person because you're lying to yourself. You're not, you don't deserve to punish yourself because you're lying to yourself. It's just a thing you do to get by. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah, I used to react. that If someone was like, you know... Felt if I felt judged at all, like my first reaction would be like, "Oh, you just don't have a good time. You don't understand the culture in New Orleans, or you don't understand. You get very defensive, yeah. you know." Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, look, there. <laughs> I yeah, I, I just think back like the best times that I ever had drinking was like when I wasn't getting blacked out. It was more like we're just hanging. With some friends. Like when you get tired, you get, it's almost like a little drunk because your inhibitions go away. And that's when I get to see Andrew be a little bit drunk because he says things that like, you're already unfiltered, but when you get tired, that's another form of being stupider. Like your brain starts to shut down and you get a little bit more (laughs) of the word you can't say. And it becomes funny to see someone that just is a little bit out of it. I mean, that was like, that was like my personality my whole life before... Like it was all about saying the outrageous thing or the darkest thing, and like. But you always had an excuse for it too. I was drunk. Yeah, with the booze. I mean, when people cheat and they go, "I was drunk," there that's such a balm to put on your broken heart. If you're a girl that gets cheated on, he was drunk. He didn't mean to. He was a different person. When when you cheat and you're sober, that is a different vibe. That is like that's a that's a different. But guess what? That's on a Tuesday at like seven yeah, p.m. That's <laughs> yeah. I mean, girls different. are like, "Are you sure you weren't drunk? Please tell me you yeah. were drunk." Yeah. No, I was level-headed, nah, and I just w- don't like you or respect you. And <laughs> it was I Wednesday have no integrity. during lunch at the office. Oh yeah, God! I was ha- yeah, no, you were hammered though. Please, so you Did have, you have a-, a kombucha? Yeah, Did you have nine kombuchas. <laughs> I had so All right, much. let's get to the news. <laughs> the news, apparently. You're... <laughs> you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first. All right. Oh, man, it's Tuesday, folks. You know what that means? It is Tuesday. <laughs> Hope you're having all the swells out there. And by all the swells, I mean all of them. All oh right. God. <laughs> what? I love that guy. Nicely done. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> what women should know about staying safe. Okay. I feel like 
you you've hit on a lot of these before, but trust your intuition. It was proven that women were better at reading facial expressions of emotion than men, and this allows them to pick up on intentions. Mm. Yeah, trust yeah. your gut. If what you am just, I thinking? Well, you're doing a fake face. <laughs> no, this is real. No, you're too completely calm. <laughs> what about now? You're happy. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm really. Go- I feel like very confident in my ability to pick up on people's moods. Oh, that's something else. When you're drunk, you don't see. Oh yeah, that's why people get loud and yeah. people, you know, come up to me after shows and be like, "I just want to tell you," and they can't see. And, then and they that's f- that's almost they fun. Fall through the oh, they fall through the little backdrop that we have set up. Well, they well, they they just don't know. They that's almost fun when people are drunk because you can just look at your friends and roll your eyes, and the person won't even see it. Yeah, yeah. When can. I was when my mom used to get drunk, I used to say the fucking meanest shit that was deep in my heart because I knew she wouldn't remember. <laughs> oh, it was so fun. I used to go, I hate you. Oh, my God. I hate, like, because I did, you know, yeah. like, when my mom would get drunk sometimes, I Same with would me. hate her. And yeah. I got to just, when I knew, when I f- started figuring out that, because sh- I didn't drink, so I didn't understand what happened when you drank. But when I, when I realized she didn't remember anything, ha, huh, I could go, I, I smoked weed last night and the night before with my friends. I got, like, I would just say the most insane <laughs> shit. One time I told her I was gay. This is a true story because my friends and I were just uh, it it was in high school and I was driving her somewhere and she was in the backseat and I was like, check this out. And I said to my friend because I knew she wouldn't remember it the next day. And I was like, Mom, I'm gay. And I knew I'd get a real response. Who was driving? I was driving. Oh, you were driving. I was like, Mom, I'm gay. And she goes, Nikki, stop it. And I go, no, mom, I'm seriously like I'm I I'm always scared to tell you, but I need you to know like I am attracted to women and she goes, oh, God, damn it. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, I've known for so long. And I was like, what? And I remember my friend Hollow being like, what? I did not think it was yeah. going to go that way. I thought she was going to go like, Nikki, no. Like, you know, yeah, I thought yeah, she was going to. Yeah. But she was just like, we knew. We knew Your dad and I know. And I was hilarious. like, um, I'm not. And she goes, it's fine, Nikki. It's fine. Get to be yourself. She didn't remember it the next day. What happened the next uh, day? She didn't remember it. You know what's great, though? If you were actually gay, it'd be a great way to like test out the waters with like anything, really. It's like I killed a guy. Did you black out? You wouldn't black out, though. Yes. Men don't black out. No, I blacked the fuck out. Oh, good. Yeah, I blacked out. You know how many things I don't remember? Three beers. It was the John Mulaney thing of like your brain is just like, we know where this is going. We're shutting down early. Well, what's interesting about our parents is like, your parent, it was kind of like the idea of a, a crackhead couple where it's like if one person's doing crack by themselves, it's really sad. But two people, it's kind of romantic because yeah. you have an interest. Yeah. Like your parents have fun drinking together and like it's like a thing that they do. My mom would drink alone in her room playing solitaire, which yeah. is a way yeah. sadder thing when you look at it. But if she just had a guy next to her in bed also drinking with her yeah i would have been so much happy i would have I, I wouldn't be so sad when i think my about mom's it. drinking would end alone let me just say <laughs> what do you mean it would start with my dad and then my dad would go to bed and then it would end. oh yeah it would, <laughs> listen it was the same i wish vibe. they were friends you know they would yeah. have had a great time well a lot of times there are two people that drink together and then they just they just are shouting into nothingness <laughs> they can't even communicate like you, you know a lot of times when they have drinking buddies there's not a friend. When I stopped drinking, all my friends that I drank with, when we I would hang out with them sober, we had nothing to talk about. 
There was nothing there because the when you're drunk, thing. you talk yeah. about fucking nothing. You turn in the kids. You, you turn talk in about the, literally, like, yeah. Like the, teenagers. Talking like, about, I have a backpack and I just got this well, backpack. And this, yeah. you, you were talking about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This is us as, teen, as teenagers and drunk. This Can is you, my shoe. And, and my shoe is. Where did you get those? I got them from uh, the, the store. And then there's this little thing that's on here sick. that's like, they're the, the yeah. Well, the, sometimes they hurt, but sometimes Whoa, they fit why? really well. And because of my sock is it gets bunched up and then the bunched up uh, part kind of like. What you got new socks, dude. I got these socks off Amazon, dude. Yeah. Fucking, they're sick, dude. They're like $15. Socks are so cool, but sometimes socks are not cool. I, dude, I know, but then your feet fucking shrank, dude. The thirst, I hate things that smell. Oh my god, dude. What, sometimes smells go in my <laughs> nose, and I'm like, what the fuck is that, dude? Is that a fucking, oh like, my god. like, a skunked pussy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry. Let's get food. Cheese yes. steaks. Yes. And then drop your phone into a gutter and then cry and then stub your toe. You were there. <laughs> you were there. <laughs> okay, use your words and screw politeness. Predators rely on your politeness in order to get you into situations you wouldn't normally go along so with. So many women have been murdered because they didn't want to make a guy feel bad that was making them feel scared. Yes. So many women, I mean, this is... So many women suck penises because a guy takes a penis out and you just go, oh, that'd be rude to tell him to put it away. It's too awkward. So I'll just do what he wants. Uh, yeah. Teach your children to not suck penises. I'm telling you, if you have young girls, tell them no matter what a man does, you, you always have a right to say no. That makes me uncomfortable. If you're uncomfortable, you have a right to say something. I wish that would have got hammered into my head sooner than all the dicks that got hammered into my head because Break i felt that down. Bad. that's very funny hammer it into your kid's head like a dick that they'll probably suck if you don't do that oh that's so funny you gotta <laughs> that should be a line. uh learn situational awareness predators look for distracted victims like in a parking garage or like i think about how many people fucking look at their phones but from the train station to their house and never once look up where they could have been stabbed 45 times. Like, yeah. That's the big one for me because when I think about that, when, like, you just, like, you're on your phone and you're like, how did I even get to my house? I didn't even look up once. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think that's how people get fucking fucked up nowadays. I think that, yeah, walk through your day when you're in a safe environment. Like, if you're, med like, say meditate and just go through your day and think about all the times. I went to a jujitsu class, like a, a self-defense, like, basic course, and they were like, just throughout your day, go, if someone attacked me right now, what would I use? What would I do? And just think about all the times you're so vulnerable and what would you use? I'd use this fucking lava lamp, probably. Just to be like, dude, I'm pretty cool. Yeah, like, don't kill me. I got good style. <laughs> dude, I, I fucking, I have a, a VW van. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Scooby Dooby Doo. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude I, fucking, I got it. It had no engine. I put fucking. Like, think about it, man. Nine like these globs. Like, why are these. Why is it psychedelic? Why are lava lamps associated with, like. I guess because they look like the kind of things you see when you do mushrooms. Yeah. Also, it's not moving right now. Huh? What's going on? Yeah. All right. Be careful meeting men on the internet. If you're meeting up with someone, always tell a friend or family member where you're mm. going. That kind of ruins the romance, doesn't it? What? To tell your friend I'm going to this guy's house, here's his address. I don't know. There's something about checking in. Oh, it's in so with romantic someone. to not 
I know. I'm Tell not, anyone where I'm, you're going. There is a thrill to just doing something that just like Just tell no one, your friend. That's yeah, not doesn't take away from the romance. Not romance. You don't have to the, get to the door and go, I told everyone I know that I'm here. That you don't have to tell the guy that. Well, I love when women go, You're not a murderer, are you? And it's such a funny question. I'm not kidding you. I know that that's funny because who, what murderer is gonna go, You got me. Yeah. But there is a thing too, if you when I asked that man that pulled over on the side of the robe, are you guys gonna rape me? Because yeah. they got out of their car to like show me this cow or something. I forget it was in the Caymans. And I go, are you going to rape me? The look on his face was so incredulous and just like disgusted yeah. at the notion that it assured me. He, like women do know if you – but because if a guy was about to rape you and had that and you go, are you going to rape me? And he goes, no. Like yes. it, would, it, would, kinda... it would throw them. Yeah. If, if you called them out and go, it's, are you going to murder me? It would throw a murderer. Most murderers, I would say, it, you would be able to – it's not the craziest thing to do. And I know yeah. that it's like no, I hear what you're saying. such a ridiculous thing. I'm not kidding you, girls. If you sense a guy is being weird and you go, are you going to rape me? Honestly, you could get assurance from that question that you d- wouldn't think that you would. But a, a real rapist will get a little bit nervous when you I, when he answers that. It's like when I hitchhiked after – when I was hammered, I was and I, those two guys picked me up. And I asked if they were going to kill me, and he told me that I was the hitchhiker. Like, yeah, I, there's I, more I, likely that you. Yeah. yeah, I'm the killer. But like from his answer, right you away, just yeah, got you assurance. just got assurance, yeah. and it broke the tension. First of all, it's honest. Like, yeah, be. I think that's another thing that they could add to this list is like, whatever you're feeling is right, and whatever you want to say or do in that moment, don't put that away, and don't don't say, oh, this is me being you know having too much anxiety i'm just i i'm a worry ward i'm a bad person because i think there's like on the other side of that you could be saving your life and maybe you are a really anxious person and people tell you it all the time and you're over exaggerating and you're too worried about things in the moments where you think you're being murdered don't risk it just be that person every time you one say gu- risk it i think a brisket i don't know don't why. brisk it Dude, every don't brisk, you say it, just risk, risk it, it a decent amount of times, and I just get I just think you start your mouth starts watering <laughs> a little bit. No, but um, what was I going to say? Oh, so apps or like dating apps, at least during COVID, especially, they, yeah, uh, um, they would have uh, <laughs> they would have zooms like you could date like yeah. So like if you're asking someone if they're a murderer, maybe maybe get a, <laughs> maybe do one phone call before. Oh yeah, you don't go ask on a it date. on chat. You De- can't tell tone from chat, and yeah. so. Maybe yeah. one phone call with anyone you you're going to go on a date with. If you go a murderer and then the dot, dot, dot pops up and then it goes away <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, it pops yeah. up again, <laughs> you're about to get sliced. <laughs> that That is ominous as fuck. A dot, dot, dot coming up and then going away when an answer to <laughs> are you a murderer. And answers, uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> if someone uses a period after any kind of one word answer, murderer. <laughs> yes. Dude. Also, can we stop with the exclamation? You have a lot of exclamation marks in your. Text. I try because it it makes it's because Brenna you, does it too, and it, it just makes me think she's mad, even if it's like get really? the paper, or like yeah, I don't know. An exclamation well, mark seems that's, like yelling. That's what I'm trying to prevent against. Of like, no, it's 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 trying to show this. I use it so people don't think I'm mad. Oh wow! I, when I, I go thank you with an exclamation mark, if it was just thank yeah. you, that well, is thank you is a different thing. But like. Um, 
I'd have to look at an example. But yeah, it, find an example of yeah. when I use. Ex- Sometimes you think I'm mad because I use an exclamation well, mark. Well, Brenna, right? Brenna does. Brenna does it in ways where I go. Did she take time to hit the thing to hit the other thing? Because you think she's overcompensating because she is mad. So she's doing the opposite or of what that she feels. She's actually mad and she's yelling. I was like, "Why are you yelling about this?" Like she's like, "Hey, can you pick me up from the airport?" With an exclamation mark or something. Well, that well, yeah, or, I, mean, I know that's I, that an might example. Not be the best example, but like, yeah. If, next time, screenshot it. We'll di- yeah, di- we'll dissect it. Dissect it. Uh, you never owe him sex. You already went over that one. Never. Yeah. No matter what, even if you said, "I'm gonna fuck you as soon as I see you," if you get, I've there have been so many times where I've been, you know talking with a guy a long distance and we've become very intimate over the phone and you know sexting and all the things and we've made plans to see each other and I've made plans to fuck them as soon as I see them because I want to in that moment I want to and then I get there and I don't want to and guess what I do it because I've already given my word and I feel like I have to Mm -hmm. no longer I would just say I changed my mind yeah, he's I'm like, allowed to. Got a condom on. Your rock feelings hard. aren't wrong. Yeah. I wish someone would have taught me that earlier on. Just because you, your feelings might be erroneous or like not based in truth, but if they're your feelings, just honor them. Just always honor them because you end up if you sleep with someone and you don't want to sleep with them. I argue it's you're raping yourself because yeah. you don't want to be doing this, but you're doing it. You're forcing yourself to do it. So you're raping. Your, I've often felt that way. So don't, and, and, and it does feel like that. You might not characterize it as that, but it's a, it's a, you're abandoning yourself. I also feel like it's okay to be disliked. Like, I wish I knew that earlier. I'm actually reading that book. I think you might have The Courage to be Disliked? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's a great book because it's just a conversation between like um, like a brilliant, like, I don't even know what he would be called. Like a like Zen a teacher, master. Yeah, like a... And then a student asking all the questions you would ask, like everything you would bring. But like, yeah, I think earlier on, I wish like it would be like, okay, this person is ma- is mad or upset with me. That doesn't make me want to I was just talking them. about this. I only don't want people to like me that I, if, if you don't like me, it's fine. But if you don't like me and you have a way, if you're a narcissist or a sociopath or like, bordering on that i desperately need you to like me because i'm scared i know of what you could do and that's that's okay i do believe it's okay to lie in order to protect yourself from narcissists and sociopaths and to get them to either be neutral about you or like you because on the other side of that you are they are detrimental to your whole life because they are they will hurt you it sucks to give them that fucking energy it doesn't matter because you can't hurt them You'll never be able to hurt them. No, but it hurts me in the sense of like I'm even thinking about them. Why but am I you, giving because them because they are my... dangerous. They're dangerous people. But there are they actual dangerous. Yes, or are they just I'm talking dangerous? about even even comedians who are narcissists. Yeah, they can spread lies about you. Yeah, and create it. People are so scared of them, and they have such power like they do over you, that they can ruin your life without you knowing yeah. it. So you're not stupid to get these people to like you. And I just reached this conclusion yesterday or this morning when I was in the first part of the job. I guess I feel like if I could get them to like me doing the least amount possible, if I'm like Either overdoing be, it, I'm like, fuck you, don't, I'd rather. If you can be invisible to this person, choose that. Don't try to get them to like you because then them being aware of you is dangerous as is. But if they are aware of you, try to get them to like you. Let's take a quick break and come back with Why Do I Care? Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, 
All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time. Self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Oh my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, I have the podcast to really vent about stuff that's been bothering me, but even that, I can't say some of the stuff I need to sometimes. And there's certain things you just really can't tell anyone, and that's when you need a therapist. They're just there to listen. They can handle it. They've heard it all before. They can tolerate it. And that's why I love therapists. Don't think that you have to get through anything you're dealing with alone. That is not the way being a human works. You need to tell someone, please take this opportunity 
and check out BetterHelp because they will find you a therapist who will meet your needs. I've benefited so much from therapy of saying the darkest stuff I would never even say in the podcast. And I know you're like, wait a second, you leave dark stuff off the podcast? Yes, I, I get even darker if you can believe it. So if you're starting of thinking giving therapy a try, try through BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. And it's online and you can leave your therapist at any point with no questions asked. So this is perfect for someone who's noncommittal, who's scared, um, who's never tried therapy before. Get whatever you've got off your chest. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Nikki Glaser today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Nikki Glaser. Why do I care? Why do I care? Why do you care? Yeah. Uh, why do I care? Okay. Uh, Pete Davidson smokes weed on the red carpet at the premiere of The Freak Brothers in L.A. According okay. to the show's description, the eight-episode series chronicles the escapades of a trio of stoner, anti-establishment characters and their cat who wake up from a 50-year nap after smoking a magical strain of weed in 1969 and must adjust to life with a new family in present-day San Francisco. Okay, I just tuned out of that yeah. whole description. But um, he smoked weed on the red carpet? Yeah. All right. Um, you know, I don't think he should be smoking weed because he has bipolar, and I think it's bad for people with psych psychiatric um disorders such mm -hmm. as myself um i'm not i don't think weed is good i don't judge you if you need it i needed it for a really long time he probably just needs it but i hope that he gets up to a point where he doesn't because i don't think it serves people with there's something about weed nowadays that like i don't know it's just care to me in a way like like seth rogan's like known for weed yeah and like just to be known for some you're like a 40 year old like to be known for smoking weed. It's just so, eh, to me. I yeah. don't know what it is. It, and like, look, I I'm sure it helps a lot of people and it, and it makes it more, um, less taboo. But, yes. But there's something weed. about like giving someone like a coolness factor to be like, dude, no. that guy didn't give a fuck. Weed is not cool. Um, it is very helpful to people that have anxiety and depression and just need to get by. I mean, when I, I quit three months ago, three and a half months ago, and um, and it was, you know, I've quit several times in my life, but I really feel like more done than ever. And um, when I did it, I needed it, and there was nothing wrong with it. So I don't judge anyone who smokes currently, and I feel like that's my best advice to anyone who smokes and has a little bit of shame about it. Drop it. Just, you need, mm -hmm. you need weed. You, like, don't be ashamed. Don't hide about it. Don't try to excuse it away or you know sneak off to do it just do it because you fucking need to and you know what if that's what's making you not kill yourself or not cut yourself or not hit your dog or fucking hate yourself in a way that makes is going to bring more harm to the world it's the least harmful thing you can do yeah because you can't cope and you fucking wanna, do it and you all you want and the and the second that you know you I truly believe that the only way to overcome addictions or things that you someday go, I'd like to not smoke weed. That was always my point of view. Is like, I'd like to not have an eating disorder that rules my life. I'd like to not smoke weed. I'd like to not drink. These are all goals of mine. And I wish someone would have told me sooner that you can have freedom from those things as soon as you accept that you just need them right now. You need them when you need them. And because so much of needing those things you need them because you have so much shame about already needing them. So the shame you have about doing it already is going to cause you to do it more. The shame I had over binging yeah. or starving would make me have anxiety and feel terrible about myself. And then I would need to starve and binge to 
to quell that anxiety. The anxiety I had of over sneaking weed and being high and being such a loser. Why do you need weed to like go? You're doing, you know, Fallon. Why would you smoke weed before that, Nikki? You're you're throwing your life away. You're mm-hmm. you're squandering this opportunity. The sooner I got to the place, and it took me a minute, but as soon as I got to the place of like. When I would pick up that bowl and I first thing in the morning or apple or whatever it was, <laughs> I, you know, no, I wasn't at this point in my life when I was smoking from apples. I was still <laughs> shameful about it. But when I got yeah. back home after Cayman and I was needing weed all summer long and feeling get to the point where I was like really ashamed about it, it only was about three weeks of just going, you need it, bitch, just have it. Fucking you get this. Because on, instead of this, what would it be? It would be crying in bed all day and not a- being able to function. That's worse than this weed. It would be drinking. It would be, I'm, I need this and that's okay. And there, then as yeah. soon as I was able to do that, I didn't need it anymore. There is something to the shame that you were talking about, which is like what comes first, the shame or, or you smoking weed. Like the it shame. reminds me of like my mom when she would smoke cigarettes, but she wouldn't smoke in front of us. She'd go to the bathroom at a restaurant yeah. to smoke because she was because of how we would maybe judge her, how she perceived we judged her. And we probably did judge her because we wanted her to live and we fucking hated cigarettes. Yeah. But that feeling of like having to sneak off. It needs, it means oh, that you're going to have, that's anxiety. Yeah, I know. And that's almost sad. And then you me need than, yeah. to have, anxiety feel so uncomfortable that you need to make it go away. And what do you choose? Something that makes you feel good instantly? Cigarettes. Yeah. So it's like, feel it like makes more cigarettes. When you were like, with your weed stuff, like when you were eventually like, honest with everyone like yeah you know even some people that you thought maybe you didn't want them yeah. to know as I soon felt as I like stopped that was like going t- in my room yeah. alone or yeah. going on on the balcony when I would just do it in front of people or go hey I wouldn't want to like you know make it stinky in the room so I'd go I'm gonna go smoke weed I'd have to like tell people I was doing it as soon as I got really honest and also just you guys can judge me but I don't judge myself anymore for this I need this and I know that instead of if I didn't do this, something worse would happen. Mm-hmm. For now, that's the truth, and this is the best. This is the best thing I can do right now for myself, and it's all I have. So that's okay. And then when you're just nicer to yourself about that, that's when it's you're able to give it away or give it up, or it just becomes so much easier to give it up. And I wish, I wish I would have known that earlier. So I try to spread that message as much as possible. Whatever shameful act you're doing, as soon as you start going, it's okay that I'm doing this. I just need to do this. I don't have an option. I just, it's all I can do right now because I'm in pain. You will be able to let go of that thing a lot easier. Unless you're going into a burning building as a firefighter. Then, then just get loaded. Just get hammered. Yeah. Let's get to uh, Reddit dump. <laughs> this is your Reddit dump. All right. It's the weekly uh, dump of Reddit things that I found that I liked. Let me see what I got this week for us. Oh, okay. This was a good one. This was on white people Twitter, the subreddit. Did you see that picture of that stupid fucking Republicans family all posing with guns oh, around the Christmas tree? So in the in the good. wake of the fucking Michigan school shooting, insanely, where good. the parents knew that the guy had a gun, and they even texted him, "Don't do it," because they obviously knew. It's just disgusting. Anyway, um, someone had um posted a, a picture of that family, and then next to it was a picture of like. The it looks to me to be the Taliban with a bunch of guns. You know when they all pose with guns, yeah. like you know it'll be it'll be a, a side by side, like yeah. a picture of this. Mm-hmm. And he put a side by side. He goes, "Weird." This is from um the tw- Twitter account R Schoolie. Weird how when we see gun group shots from other countries, we don't think, "Look at all that awesome freedom." Yeah. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? 
This one made me laugh out loud. This was from the subreddit to me IRL for me IRL. I don't know what to me in real life. I well, let me see what the subreddit says for relatable posts that are too real for me RIL or me underscore IRL meaning jokes posts about mental health issues and self-deprecating humor. Okay. So it's this uh, little kid and he's at a bar. He's not, he's like, it's a, a, a superimposed image of a little boy scratching his head looking like uncomfortable kind of and it's superimposed upon a picture of a bar and it says damn i kind of want to leave and then it just the meme says me as soon as i get anywhere and it just the kid's face just made me laugh damn i kind of want to leave <laughs> like whenever you get anywhere like as soon just being like i don't like this and that's the feeling you get when you stop drinking and you go to places that you used to drink yeah. at you just go because yes. that's the thing like alcohol makes those things tolerable it doesn't make them fun it just makes you stupider so you think this thing that isn't fun is fun people that have mental brain you know mental handicaps are happy with like a you give them a box and they're like well i like it that doesn't mean the box is inherently fun. They're just dumber than you. <laughs> so like when you go to a bar after you don't drink, it's just not fun anymore. And that was the freedom of not drinking was like, oh man, like the things that I thought were fun were not fun. I was just drunk. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to miss going to bars so much. No, I won't. I won't miss it because it was never fun. And there are some things that you did when you're drunk that are still fun once like you get sober. The, like hit the punching machine. Or like hit your kids. Yeah. That's what I call them. Um, <laughs> the, this is from Comedy Heaven. And this is, um, these are jokes that are so bad it's ascended. So Comedy Heaven. Like jokes that are so bad or just so cringe. Mm. And this is Neil deGrasse Tyson. I sent you this. Or Emil, Emil showed you this. Emil deGrasse? This is from Neil deGrasse Tyson. So over the course of so many years. Oh, yes, yes, yes. This is 10 years on Twitter. Neil deGrasse Tyson has tried to make this joke t uh, five different times on Twitter. Oof. First time was February 23rd, 2010. Another thought to disturb restful slumber, especially if you are vain. In a mirror, you can kiss only yourself on the lips. It got 100 retweets. August 30th, 2011. This is a year and a half later. For narcissists only, laws of reflection require that if you kiss yourself in a mirror, it will always be on the lips. July 12th, 2013. Oh, that got 714 retweets. July 12th, 2013. Two years later. <laughs> Just an FYI. In a mirror, you can only kiss yourself on the lips. 2.5 thousand retweets he's growing now six years six years later uh 2000 or this is december 2019 you can kiss yourself in the mirror but only on the lips <laughs> Twenty-one thousand retweets and now currently december 1st 2021 two years after the fourth attempt at this joke yeah. this is now his fifth attempt <sighs> in a mirror you can kiss yourself only on the lips. Yeah, word economy. 4.8 thousand retweets. So he peaked in uh, 2019, yes. which I would say Neil deGrasse Tyson's popularity also peaked in 2019. Um, it's I, just so embarrassing. I love I love that he changed up the wording. Like he, know, he, knew, he knew that he wrote it before. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've done that before with jokes. You can repost a joke. There's no shame in that. But five times... 
they're shame. Yeah. Also, I made out <laughs> and with my own can... lips a lot on the mirror. You did? Yeah. My mom caught me because and she Halsey. saw she saw lip and tongue marks on the mirror. Wait, were you doing that to practice, or did you just love yourself? It's the only way I could come, Nick. No, no, yeah, it was just practice. I was practicing. Did you I do was the like, pillow too? Uh, did I fuck a like fuck a pillow? Let's make out with a pillow, or like. Uh, I think I've I've kissed someone else. I've kissed my own arm, like practiced on, like you were practicing, or like yeah, were you practicing. just trying to feel love? I mean that no, no, I wasn't like turned on by it, but I was practicing. Sometimes I do that with myself, like I'll rub my arm just like gently, just to be like like nurturing to myself because I just need human touch. Like the other day when I was crying in the fucking airport, I wanted someone to hug me so bad. I just wanted someone to see me looking sad and going like, do you need a hug? And just, I would have sobbed if someone would have done that. I would have just grabbed them so tight. It yeah. would have been crazy, but. My um, mom was like, do you need a kiss? Do you need a, are you making? <laughs> do you want to, oh my God, last night, Poppy though, I got human affection from my niece. Oh, it was so great. She loves me so much now. Yeah, it's nice. And it's she just loves to like, climb on me and just like hug me and like i and last night she was doing this thing where she kept putting a um her pacifier in my mouth and then she would bite the she thought it was so funny that i was sucking on this pacifier because no adult (laughs) would do that it was like on the floor and like had baby spit on it but i was just like i'll do anything to make this kid laugh so i was going like i'm a baby and then she kept biting it and it looked like we were making, and I was looking at my sister like, I'm not doing this. Like, this is, and she kept taking it out and going, aha. And then she would, I, I would take it out and be like, I'm done. Then she'd put it back in my mouth and just bite the, yeah. the, the other side of it. So it looked like we were just making out. And I kept looking at my sister like, I'm, I promise you, I don't, she likes this. Is this okay? I, yes. I kind of like it because it's a kiss in a way, but we're not actually touching lips and like. You're turning into your dad. It was so sweet though. <laughs> She's so cute. Did she you say, hey, babe? Yeah. <laughs> you better, yeah. babe i haven't heard that in a while oh I, my god um, yeah you're poppy i forgot what i was i was singing some song and i was putting her name in it it's so funny when you see kids get humor and get irony. i remember what you not um oh, on the farm e-i no not the e-i-e-i-o yeah it was similar to but that. she liked it oh yeah it's awesome she was just like I'm famous. <laughs> I was like, she is so cute. Yeah, she's very cute. Oh my God. Last night we were dancing. I posted on my Instagram. It is the cutest little video. Arlo was freaking out because we were doing uh, the Just Dance thing, mm, you know? Yeah. And he and his dad were dancing and then Poppy started dancing and he, you know, as a four-year-old would do, got really upset that she was dancing in his dance, you know? And so he started screaming and crying and like writhing on the floor being like, I don't want Poppy to dance. And my sister, you can hear my sister. I just want to play it because you can hear my sister say Someone Pop- thought there was a dildo on the ground, some purple object. Oh, no, that's a phone. But it does look like a little <laughs> clit sucker thing. <laughs> that's Arlo. It's okay, Poppy. You do you. You do you. And then Poppy then goes to start like twerking on the floor. You got to go watch it. It's so oh, cute. Well. She's standing there so sad because Arlo told her to stop. And my sister goes, it's okay, Poppy. You do you. And then she just drops to the floor and starts twerking. <laughs> it's so cute. Final thought. Um, let me just see. There's one more thing I wanted to read from here. Um, this is from Made Me Smile, the subreddit. And uh, the person said, I'd love to see a movie based on this. I disagree, but uh, this is a good tweet. This is from Wolf underscore Vis, V-I-S. 12 years ago, I talked to a stranger at a bar for over three hours. He said goodbye and nothing more when I left. 
In the parking lot, I got angry. I stormed back in and yelled at him for not asking for my phone number. We're married now. (laughs) (laughs) That girl's a masculine energy faux show. Yeah, that's uh, that's a strong move. Yeah, but you know what? I that's all it takes sometimes. If you feel if you felt something, go for it. And if you're the type of person that that's a thing that is within your ability to do, don't squash that part of your personality to get this man. Even though you know, I I've only done like something like that once. I think in my life. I remember I went out to dinner, and the hostess was really pretty. And I was like 22 or something or whatever. I was just getting back from college. And I felt like she was checking me out when I was eating with my dad. And I called the restaurant when I got home. And I go, is the brown hair girl? Like, whatever. And like, and we connected. And then we ended up going on dates like through that. But like, I didn't know her name or anything. I just called the restaurant That's to be good like, move. It's a strong move. Yeah. I've never, yeah. That I've was- done it before. I've left guys, like, I've given my number to guys that I'm like, you're cute and just been bold like that. And you know what? If they don't, if they're not the type of guy that is going to respond to that kind of female aggress- aggressive energy, yeah. aggressive being in quotes, like not actually aggressive, but like, you know, taking charge, um, then then they're not for you. My friends would do that a lot, to leave a number for the girl. Mm-hmm. It's a great move because it protects you from getting rejected right then. You can and convince, there. that's the move that my friend it's Andy like Lee. Bumble. Yeah, it puts the onus on the girl to call. Yeah, and and you don't feel the rejection if she never calls because you already forgot about it probably a couple of days. Well, later. my friend Andy Lee, he's uh, of Hamish and Andy in Australia, one of my favorite. Just YouTube any Hamish and Andy clip, and you'll have the best time of your life. It's a it's a great thing to put on on YouTube, and a lot of Americans don't know about Hamish and Andy. But Andy Lee of Hamish and Andy. He um, used to have this pickup technique where he would give, he would write his email address mm. on a piece of paper and go up to a girl and say, "Here, um, if you want, if you ever want to get a drink or something, um, email me." I feel like phone number because a phone number is so aggressive. Yes, that it's it's just very intimate. And this is before Instagram, by the way. This is before DMing. But the, here's my email. So maybe now you do your Instagram, write on a piece of paper and go. Um, and if I don't hear from you, I'll convince myself you lost this piece of paper. And if I do, it's great. So either way, I'm good. And yes. literally say that to yes. her. Say, and it's a cute thing to say. And it's it really does save your save you face. He's like, I already filled out the subject for you. But if a guy said that to me and was Something like, if like you that. don't write me, I'll just convince myself you lost. Like I would be so you'd be intrigued. I would be so tickled. What was the good pickup line we heard the other day? Um, um, it, it was someone gave it to us. Emil was there, and I was like, "Oh my god, Emil, you got to do that!" It was such a good one. God damn it! I didn't hear. It. I don't know. Can I call him real quick to ask? Because I just I want to share I it. I think with the best pickup line ever. I don't know. I just feel like they're so cheesy. Who gave us that? It was someone at a show. Are you tired from running around in my mind all day? <laughs> it was another <laughs> thing of like giving a number and being so. Oh, it was Seth. Seth. Um. Seth Herzog. Herzog. Oh, he did the greatest thing. Okay, I know it now. Yo. Yo, hey, you're on my podcast. Oh, hey. Hey, I was trying to remember <laughs> what recently I had, re- we were talking about pickup lines, and I had remembered that someone gave us a really good one, and I looked at you and was like, remember that, Emil? And I couldn't forget, remember who it was, but as the phone was ringing, I remembered it was Seth Herzog. Do you remember it? Shit, the line, yeah, uh, fuck. Wait, I'll remind you. I remember it. I just didn't want to hang up on you. So it was, um, and you should use it. So if if you get a girl's number. Yeah. Or at, at, uh, you know. (laughs) You just picked this up so funny. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get a girl's number, 
you um Wait, so i already have had to got her number yeah you have to get her number that's the fucking part you need the line for okay well that's a good point <laughs> well i i actually have advice i just gave it on the podcast but you you give a girl your email address and this is this is advice that was given before dming but a number's a little yeah. aggressive you can give your girl a, her, your email address or you know instagram and say or um or linkedin and you can say uh here um reach out to me if you ever want to get a drink or you know go out um and if you don't if i don't hear from you i'm just gonna convince myself you lost it um so i'm yeah, gonna win either way good. and that's a cute little line or but what seth, like- Mcfer- seth mcfarland what seth herzog said to do is if you get a girl's number text her right away as soon as you leave and say oh, hey yeah. it's seth um i don't know if you remember me but i'm the guy yeah. like literally seconds yeah. after you get it say something that that like I don't know if you remember me, but I'm this guy that you met. It's just a cute thing that would make yeah, any yeah, girl yeah. smile. That, that is a good one. I remember that now. It's funny. Like, you got to do it right away for it to work. Yes, right away. Yeah. You can't even do it when you get home. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm the guy in the red shirt that yeah, yeah. was, you might remember me. We had that conversation yeah. about, like, just say it like you're writing it five years later. I'm still later. talking to you. I'm yeah. looking at you in the face. <laughs> That's your energy. I think, you you know, so they, they're not like, is this guy crazy? Like, who would think I forgot him? You know what I mean? You hope, like, hopefully she's like, oh, yeah, he's, like, funny like that. You know, you have yes. to get, like, a couple of good lines. Wait, from. Emil, do you, when you see exclamation marks and text messages from people, do you take that as they're mad at you sometimes or screaming? Or is it always a sign that, like, things are good and they're nice? Um... Yeah, most of the time things are good and things are nice. Like multiple exclamation points, I'm like, okay, good. Like I have like ah multiple. That actually puts me at ease. No, multiple in one shot, like two and like for one. That's always like your. This is too much. But if it's multiple within, you know, an e like a a whole message of like thank you exclamation mark see you next time exclamation mark that's okay. Oh no! Yeah, I, I'm crazy though, and I think if if there's like three in a row, like thank you, like five after that, I go, uh, I read it as like thank you. Yeah, I like do too. Passive aggressive. It's a passively yeah. like nice. Oh, I think they're Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're just like like oh, so, like they're southern. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh my god, that's so funny. All right, oh, we have to go, Emil. I'll I'll call you later. All right, bye, bye, Thank you. bye. With exclamation uh, marks, baby boy, baby boy. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. We're going to be back tomorrow. Are you okay? Are you meditating? What's going on over I'm there? Thinking of my Jack. Oh, look at really what? Yeah, Jack. Your Jack. Oh, Jack- yeah. I was like, oh, you're thinking about like your calm. No, no. Luigi. He can sense when the podcast is over. Look at his little head shoot up. He gets the tone of like, all right, guys, don't be cuh. And Jack. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Jack. Jack. Cool. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you.
This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your your first show. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.